Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. The fun starts here. We have had the summer... The sun is probably still shining, but most importantly, Christ is still on his throne. You're there, I'm here, it's going well. Welcome to whenever you're listening to this. It's a new day, it's a good day. Jam, how are you? I'm really well, thanks. And I have an amazing highlight of the summer, Ed, and I thought of you when it happened. Ed, I swam in the sea. Oh, Jam, was it, I think... Being just a bit too cold is the best way to swim. It, it was a bit too cold, but it wasn't as cold as I thought. But the whole time I was I was in there, I was just thinking, Ed will be so proud of me. I love uh, yeah. swimming in slightly cold water in surprising places. And you did it. And I've just realised I also went into some water, but unintentionally because I fell in a canal. Uh, that was that was earlier. That's not as nice because canals are quite dirty. Jam, you have to tell us how you fell into a canal. So we, we just hired a canal boat, my sister and I and the kids and everything. And then I was securing at the end. I'd got through two hours without falling in. And I was really worried about one of my daughters, particularly, who is the kind of child who falls in a canal. And whilst I was securing it... Uh, the rope slipped off. All of my weight was going in one direction and I turned, pivoted and went into the canal. Jam, thank you for letting us laugh at you falling into canals because it's <laughs> always funny when someone falls into yep. water. Yep, yep, it is. What about yours, Ed? Oh, Jam, I've had so many good times. I, I, I have swum in cold rivers and lakes. So between us, we've done seas, lakes and rivers. I am and happiest. canals. And, and canals, Jam. Clean sweep. I've got a whip around question. Jam and I have accidentally just told you ours. Could you pick a great day you remember? A great day you remember.
what was your great day? It might have been this summer. It might have been last summer. It might not have even have been a summer. It might have been Christmas. Who knows? Hope that was useful. But Ed, why are we talking about a great day? We have to think about great days if we want to understand heaven. When we will be with Jesus forever for all those who are trusting him. Because it will be a great day followed by a great day followed by a great day. And if you love eating, there'll be food. And if you love dancing, there'll be dancing. And if you love laughing, there'll be laughing. So your great days now are going to be even better in heaven with Jesus. Brilliant. I've got some fun facts for you, Ed, and they're about cities. Jam, tell us about cities. Tell us the best, the funniest and the brilliantest cities. Now, people talk about really big cities in the world, and it depends on whether you mean the largest or the most number of people, all that stuff. But the smallest cities are more interesting. And the smallest city in the world, which is an independent country, is called the Vatican City. Uh, Do you know where that is, Ed? Jam, I've been there. It's in the middle of Rome. So it's a city within a city. How many people live there in this city within the city? I'm going to say 400. It's 600. The Pope lives there with 600 people. It's It's an independent country... They print their own euros, they have their own passports, even though it's only eighth, eighth of the size of Central Park in New York. And even though the population is really small, because lots of tourists go in, and um, there are quite a lot of pickpockets and thieves there, it means it's actually got the highest crime rate in the world compared to the number of people who actually live there. So it's technically a very dangerous, unsafe city. And I want to say, to be a criminal there, you've got to be brave because the soldiers are wearing the brightest coloured uniforms you have ever seen. So to take them on, And they really are quite handy. They're not just actors in funny-looking costumes. They are Swiss guards. They are hard as nails. (laughs) And speaking of security and safety, the safest cities in the world, Ed, can you guess what they are according to the Economist's Safe Cities Index? I'm going to say they're in China. The safest city is actually Copenhagen. We're back to Denmark again. We've had Denmark before on this podcast recently, haven't we? Denmark gets a lot of things right, Jam. Number two is Toronto. And then we're off to the Far East with Singapore. And then we might have some listeners in Sydney, which is next. Tokyo, Amsterdam, Wellington in New Zealand, Hong Kong, Melbourne, Australia, and then Stockholm uh, in Sweden. That's right, isn't it? If you are any of those listeners in those cities, then let us know, podcast at faithinkids.org, and say, this is a safe city, Um, although you might have had your bike nicked. I hope you haven't. Now, back to Rome. Um, It's a remarkable city because cats have legal protection. Since 1991, anywhere in Rome with at least five cats is a natural urban habitat, and the cats can't be chased away. And that means that, uh, that Rome has a huge urban cat population. There are 300,000 cats in Rome, Ed. Why would you pick cats? I mean, look, <laughs> I, I've owned a cat. I like cats. But wh- why would you protect cats like that? I have no idea. But talking of cats, in the amazing city of St. Petersburg, in the Hermitage Museum, they actually count cats as part of their official staff because the cats have the job of keeping the vast museum free of rats. The cats have cat houses and receive benefits from their job. But imagine being a human working there and having to treat a cat as a colleague. That'd be hard, wouldn't it? Suddenly, Jam, we've become a cat-based fun facts. And I'm not fighting it. I'm happy with it. But it's a lot of cats happening in cities around the world. And finally, Ed, 
the world record for the most capital cities visited in 24 hours. How many do you think they got round? Oh, you cannot get round many. Capital cities in 24 hours? Surely you can't do more than, say, four. Nine. What? Get away. Adam Layton and Chris Fletcher... Uh, took the train from London to Amsterdam via Paris and Brussels, flew to Berlin, took a bus to Prague, another flight to Bratislava, the train to Vienna before the final rail journey to their destination of Budapest. That is nine. That is that is around Europe in 24 hours. That is incredible. Hats off to Chris Fletcher and someone else's name who I've forgotten. And speaking of Brussels, uh, which is the capital city of Belgium, we had an email from um, our friends in Belgium, Lola, Caleb, Mia and Zoe, um, who have emailed us via their mum and dad, Robbie and Lizzie. They say, we listen to the Faith in Kids podcast on long journeys in the car. We live in Belgium. They have four armadillo names, Mia, Leah, Pia and Tia. I think Mia came up with those names. And they're loving the series, especially the Adam and Eve sketch. And they want us to keep making more podcasts. They really help us learn about Jesus, they say. Please, will you have a portion of chips and mayonnaise on us? We're so grateful to hear that we are keeping you looking to Jesus in Brussels. Praise the Lord! So why are we talking about cities, Ed? Because in Revelation 22, which is the Bible's best story of what heaven will be like, we learn that heaven is a garden city. Because... In the first garden in Eden, there was only two of them. You don't need more than a shelter. But once we get to the final city with Jesus, there are going to be thousands and millions of us. We need a city. But it is the best city you could ever imagine. So let's hear about that city in uh, Revelation chapter 22. Here we go. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Jam and I have just got back from holidays. He swam in the sea, I swam in rivers. I love swimming in rivers. It makes me feel like everything is all right. I sat and ate great food. I love bread. I ate so much bread. I spent times with those I love, sat round a table and sitting by rivers. I didn't have to rush off. They didn't have to apologise and say goodbye. My family cried less than usual. We played instead. I also got to have fun with people I haven't seen for ages. Old good friends. Just sometimes we get a taste of what heaven will be like. But not quite. Because on my holiday there were still some tears. There were definitely some arguments. And we heard some bad news from those we love. 
but the Bible story finishes with heaven. Where before there were two people in Eden, Adam and Eve, in this greater garden there's enough space for everyone. A huge garden city, a place for each one of us. No one is left out. For each person who's trusting Jesus, there's a room for them, made ready by him. The dream John gives us in Revelation 22 that we just heard, it reminds us of the Garden of Eden, doesn't it? God gives us things we can taste and touch to help us understand how it would feel. Let me give you some quick examples. In the Garden of Eden, there was a river, but here there's a river of life that gives us all we need. This river gives not just water to quench our thirst, but it's a picture of quenching everything. The washing away of our sin. We won't need anything anymore. There's an end of jealousy, an end of I want more, because this river is the beginning of enough. We'll be like Jesus. Secondly, in the Garden of Eden, there was one tree of life. Here, there's trees of life giving us life forever on both sides of the river. And each one gives fruit every month, whether the sun is shining or there's snow on the ground. We can take the fruit to have life forever with Jesus. And as you reach up to pick the fruit, you'll look to the side and you'll see people of every colour and tribe and nation. Each will be your brother and sister. Because we together have been made like Jesus. No matter where you're from and where you live, life stretching out before you, the best of days every day with those you love, without going home, because you are home. We'll be like Jesus together. Thirdly, just like the Garden of Eden, there are no tears, but it won't be ruined. The end of all tears, only joy No more curse, no more punishment, no memory of sin, no memory of temptation. We'll be like Jesus. No shouting, no crying, no stamping, no slamming, no clenching, no hiding, no pretending, no worry, no dread, no waiting, no shame, no lying, no wishing, no daydreams. Just made who we were made to be. Like Jesus. You, you will be like Jesus but different. You'll still be you, special, gifted, flourishing, full of joy. What a relief. And finally, the greatest joy, seeing the face of Christ forever. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. In heaven, we'll see Christ Jesus. We won't walk past him without noticing because his absolute brilliance will light up everywhere. How excited we are to meet him. Finally, how long we've waited, how long we've wished to see him. The one who made us, who we were made for, who saved us, the one we have loved, the one we have read about, the one we have told stories about and recorded podcasts about, the one we have lived for, the one we fought for. There he is. And when we see him, we'll be like him. I'm going to pray. Father, we can't wait. 
we can't wait to be like Jesus, to be with Jesus and to be for Jesus. We can't wait for the end of the struggle, the end of the hurt, the end of the tears, the end of the waiting. So please, Father, help us to wait with patience, but wait with hope. Help us to think and talk about what it will be like. Help us to look forward to it and to know it's going to be true. It's going to happen. Thank you, Father, that the story with you never ends. Amen. Amen. As always, lots to talk about. And here we go with Ed's Got Questions. Under fives, what do you love doing most in the world? That will be in heaven. Fives to sevens, what are you most looking forward to about heaven? Eights to elevens, how do you think you will be different? Over elevens, do you have questions or doubts about life forever? If you want to have a chat about those now, press pause. Otherwise, we're going to keep going. And here we go with a poem about Revelation 22, just to get that image in our minds. What's your favourite tree? Let me guess, the horse chestnut. That's the one with the conkers. Now, let me tell you mine. You might think that I'm bonkers, and you know what? That's just fine. My favourite tree has yet to be. It's in the world to come. Maybe that's a pity, or sounds like it's a riddle, but you'll find it in a city with a river down the middle. This river's rather special. Let's talk about that first. The water's clear as crystal and quenches every thirst. It flows right through this tree. It's watering the root. The leaves are luscious green and the branches grown with fruit. This fruit is perfect with no pips or awkward lumpy stones like popping candy, walnut whips, like chicken legs without bones. It gives it up all year, no messing, like a machine stuck on free vend. A steady stream of blessing, world without end. You know how stinging nettles give you nasty, itchy stings, and a dock leaf makes it better, well, a little. But here's the thing. The leaves on this amazing tree give total restoration they don't just heal a wounded knee, they heal entire nations. So next time you climb your favourite tree, or sit under its shade, remember there's a city with a tree that never fades. And what better way to finish this series than with our friend Randall Goodgame singing his wonderful, encouraging song, Home in Heaven. I've got a home in heaven And my Lord will be there too He made our home in heaven He is making all things new making all things new Jesus showed all these things to his disciple John Earth and the skies and the seas all gone and remade again in gold and green and blue He is making all things new
soft grass beneath my toes I'll see my Lord and he will lead me through he is making all things new I've got a home in heaven and my Lord will be there too he made our home in heaven he is making all things new We're very nearly done, but we've had a couple of uh, emails. Well, we've done one already. Here's the other one from the Darvilles, from Rob, Emily, Sophie and Joseph, who've been listening on holiday to last year's summer series. And they've been jumping into the pool shouting the best life is the blessed life is the blessed life. That's right. But they feel on their ice cream heavy holiday, they need to tell me about some unusual ice cream flavours that I think they've come across. Oyster ice cream, curry flavoured ice cream, <laughs> pizza flavoured ice cream, squid ink ice cream. Wow. Our favourite for jam, pork pie ice cream from a pie shop in Brixton. The, des- the, the dessert features soft serve vanilla ice cream mixed with bourbon maple syrup and free range British bacon which comes serves in a waffle cone pie crust and garnished with pork scratchings and apple sauce. I want that, Ed. I want to go to there in Brixton. And I, I'm going to try and make that happen. The Darville family are living the dream. They really are. And they've told me how to live the dream as well. Uh, you, you've got some shout outs, Ed? It's a pleasure to meet in the flesh people I've never met before who love our podcast. I got to meet Wilfred, Walter and Lavinia. Uh, and they met me with their mum to thank us for making this podcast and they say they love listening to it thank you for encouraging me to keep going because sometimes jam and i wonder if anyone listens your emails really (laughs) cheer us up thank you so much for keeping us going and jam shall we keep going i think we probably should we'll be back at some point uh, before the end of the year hopefully i'm sure we'll knock something together for christmas and we will uh, speak to you next time Uh, until then Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Under fives, what do you love doing most in the world? That will be in heaven. Fives to sevens, what are you most looking forward to about heaven? Eights to elevens, how do you think you will be different? Over elevens, do you have questions or doubts? about life forever there will be no more death for he has made it so no more pain tears or sorrow write this down he says these words are true he is making all things new i've got a home in heaven and my lord will be there too he made our home making all things new He is making all things new
I've got a home in heaven, and my Lord will be there too. He made our home in heaven. He is making all things new. He is making all things new. He is making all things new.